0: We need some um do you, do you must remember some vocal exercises from your days at uh, Bretton Hall. We <laughs> <laughs> give you some little vocals. Like, <laughs>
1: no, this is this is the greatest one. <laughs> this is like you're choking on cock. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, teacher, teach me teach me everything. Oh. It was when we all had to pretend to be a tree. Oh. and embody the properties of tree yeah. and then the instructor walked around and went uh, no <laughs>
0: <laughs> now boys just... if you could just pop all your tops off and then we're going <laughs> to pretend to be trees today turn that bloody light off it's like and slowly each vertebrate at a time just roll up
1: <laughs> welcome to what's in the box the show about kevin smith almost being dead joss whedon quitting batgirl and mute being absolutely balls
0: and literally nothing else
1: what 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 are going to talk about this week, Tristan? First, we're going to get through some news and then we're going
0: to contemplate the top five films to watch on a Sunday when you're hungover. Or if you're not hungover, just on a Sunday anyway, because basically Sundays, whether you're hungover or not, they fulfill the same role. Which is just like they're a filler, aren't they?
1: Being in between Saturday and Monday.
0: Yeah, there's just, there are nothing day, nothing good ever happens apart from good films. So maybe we can help our uh, audience out. By suggesting good films for them to watch and then improve all of their horrible lives. But first, we have got so much news. What's in the news this week, Tristan? So, this week. Hit me. Uh, big okay, time. so this
1: is the best one. Some divers in a lake in Minnesota discovered a full size statue
0: of Jason Voorhees. Oh, I saw that. Yes. Can you imagine <laughs> shitting your pants? <sighs> So divers, I mean, fucking. You know, no, no, let's weird, take it back.
1: Somebody took the time and the effort, not only to sculpt a life size statue of Jason Voorhees, but Could then to, bury the fuck to hire a boat, go into the middle of a lake and then dump it in there, mm. hoping that one day somebody would come across it. Fair play to him.
0: Oh, um, I think that's fucking awesome. So what were people just, uh, what like hunting for, what were they diving for?
1: It's just, apparently it's an area that's popular with divers to
0: look at what to do what to practice diving I
1: mean if you look at a map Minnesota's not exactly by the fucking sea is it I just think
0: it's it's a bit sinister that people just dive for no reason like what what are they doing down there hey Jason Voorhees is pretty scary though isn't he Jason Voorhees imagine seeing a Jason Voorhees in a lake that you're diving in that's really terrifying Kevin Smith Kevin Smith had a heart attack didn't he that was pretty shocking actually we both like his podcast don't we fat man on batman that was quite sudden wasn't
1: it Yeah, pretty much he was doing two shows back to back and what like live yeah live shows shows, and then he started feeling ill at the end of one Mm. And then it turned out that he'd had a massive heart attack.
0: Yeah. And then there was, have you seen, there was uh, that rolled into some controversy with James Gunn, the director. You see that? No, I missed that. Chris Pratt tweeted in support of Kevin Smith right? and ended his tweet. It was, it felt, you know, for all intents and purposes, like a genuine tweets supporting him saying get well soon thoughts and prayers are with you right that created a backlash against Chris Pratt's tweet people were saying "What? Well, well thoughts and prayers like it was misread as being either ironic or sarcastic I imagine that it wasn't it didn't to me read like it was no, either those why would it? So, so people lost their fucking shit mate and started having a go at Chris Pratt for sending an ironic or sarcastic message to Kevin Smith so James Gunn waded in the director of Guardians of the galaxy and those films which Chris Pratt was in and had to fucking write like had to sit everyone down and explain to them that he probably wasn't being ironic or sarcastic he genuinely wanted to offer thoughts and prayers to Kevin Smith this is the this is the state that that, that Twitter is in at the moment it's like a sort of uh, melting pot of hysteria and fucking blame and no one's no one seems happy on it at all um apart from Kevin Smith before he had a fucking heart attack. So it's just a fucking shame to see him like in a hospital bed. Because he's, he's, like, he's, he's an optimistic, genuinely like um, fun loving, you know, character. So, um, so yeah, create a whole Twitter storm around that. Shit was twen- trending, twending Twitter. I missed it. I missed that all. Fuck, that's, that's, did you send him a message? What? Kevin Smith? Yeah. Yes. So did I. Did No you didn't. Yes I did. Did you? <laughs> did you actually? Of course I did. I didn't. At all. I love that man. What did you say what did you, did you it said, private? I said, did, um, you <laughs> no, <laughs> did you DM him?
1: No. I just said the world's not ready for that yet. Yeah, fair play to you. Yeah, exactly. He's influ- like, If you put like like down a list of filmmakers that have influenced you.
0: Like he's like more than any others like he's at the top of that list I like his stand up where he talks about not signing an NDA when he went to <laughs> Prince's house and then just blabbing that was gold yeah yeah it is and all that well and this fucking Superman story
1: that everyone knows inside out something about giant spiders Yep, and the Batman story as well <laughs> scissors for hands <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's something we, we both
0: really need to talk about what is that it's on Netflix Netflix is in a bit of a state at the moment
1: when Do it comes to f- agree when or it come- disagree when it comes to films they
0: need a win it might be annihilation in a few weeks time <sighs> i keep holding on for it i think i've seen that getting decent reviews on like aggregator websites like rotten tomorrow's
1: what about the one that we're about to tell everybody what it is you're talking about mute i'm talking about
0: Mute by duncan the, jones the new amazing uh, sci-fi film by duncan jones zowie bowie how many of you actually had to write that down <laughs> Right, I watched this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, back up, back up okay. a minute. What do you mean Netflix needs a win?
1: Well, because Netflix has been getting a load of films at the moment that are either films that the studios are worried about... Such as such, what Annihilation, Paradox. Cloverfield Paradox, Annihilation, which is coming out. It's got an American release, but the studios don't think it's going to do well elsewhere. I think we said this on the last episode. Hence... Straight to Netflix. Well, it's the new straight to video, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. But the thing is, is Netflix has—they've is, put aside—is it two billion for eighty movies over the next few years? That's their—that's their plan.
0: I don't know. I mean, it's an unprofitable business, so like, it's a platform business, so it's a tech business, right? It's fine for tech businesses to be unprofitable because there's still revenue flowing through them, right? So it's still worth investing in and all yeah. that shit. So it, as long as it keeps burning money, as long as it keeps producing stuff, you can say to shareholders, well, they've got that good. They're in that good debt situation aren't they well you can say shareholders don't worry when we do turn a profit Mm -hmm. we'll be like in a position where you all you know make a fortune Because remember
1: fact. amazon didn't make a profit for like was it 10 years at
0: least 10 years yeah yeah and now look at it
1: yeah so they've done some of their own films and they've been buying in other films and it's not going well so far
0: in terms of how well received the films are getting actually like critical reviews yeah it, i'm
1: talking critical review because in terms yep. of they measure it by whether their servers break or not pretty much Yeah What Netflix do Yeah Netflix But which is a weird milestone Because like Iron Fist Broke the servers Did it but it's shit, oh, I can't and everyone
0: that. knows it's shit. I mean, they say it breaks the service. So I mean, I don't understand like what currency they're trading in. It sounds quite subjective and colloquial. Well, they Just won't like,
1: release any official ra- figures. Exactly.
0: Rather than say this war- this achieved like a, whatever four million viewers over the.
1: This is one of the mediums where you can actually give direct figures they exist yeah you know uh, it's not like in yeah. the old days where you had to guess about TV ratings and shit like that yeah and you, you know, use,
0: a, use like a, um, a, p- a panel based approach where you give a hundred people in the country like yeah. fucking you panel them and yeah, you, you can literally model
1: that to watch. say whatever you can find out how many times it was watched by how many different accounts
0: so I don't know but they keep getting it wrong they, do they keep getting it wrong though or do we just does it just feel like they keep getting it wrong because I can't I don't well know there was what that the Brad Pitt film. film
1: that was the first one that was made for Netflix at about 17 million 70 80 million oh. and it was pants so they're deep, they're quite small budgets then yeah they are yes yeah, what's what's exciting about it is this is where the new mid-range films could start Amazon and Netflix. Netflix are where those films that have vanished from the cinema are going to start appearing again and that is exciting but the only film they've had that's been successful so far for Netflix critically has been the one with the giant pig you know the one Okra
0: yeah no Okja Okja have... is a vegetable I still,
1: <laughs> I still haven't actually watched but everybody says that's
0: amazing Yeah. And it won a load of awards as well I think John Ronson co-wrote it um, the British writer Ron Johnson. Ron Johnson. So
1: talk to me about mute cuz I started watching it and I couldn't get more than I got 15
0: minutes into it and then was like oh fuck this. I think you texted me saying that I gave up on mute. And I was like mate I'm literally watching it right now and I thought fuck this is awful. It was. <laughs> <Yes>. It was. <laughs>
1: Beautiful, like, it's a beautiful view of the future. It's like Alter alter Carbon, but nowhere near as
0: mental. Uh, Hold on, hold on. What's, What's this film about? It's a farce, almost, isn't it? The film starts... With the scene of a boy floating face down in water, which with blood coming out, yeah, I mean. looking
1: like he's had his throat cut like until it cuts cut. above the water, and then you
0: see that it's a speedboat above which, him, and it's been a speedboat accident. Which the Guardian columnist beautifully pointed out as one of those um, quite common Amish boats-related incidents <laughs> that you see by fucking lakes these days. And he's fished out of the water by his Amish family, and that's it. Then it fucks that off and reappears in modern day with a future, like a future vision of Berlin, which looks like a cross between Megacity 1 from Danny Cannon's Judge shreds starring Sylvester Sloan, and Altered Carbon, which is on Netflix at the moment, right? Which is also shit. No, I don't don't say that, because I'm quite enjoying it. I'm st- I am mean, I'm still, I am still on episode two, but <laughs> I'm, <just laughs> quite, I'm, keeping, I'm keeping it in what the back. What are you talking about? I'm well, keeping okay. it on the back burner. So he works in a bar, right? Can, we don't have to give them this much detail. No, but they, we do because, so no, no, the point is, because okay. he's Amish, he's rejected technology, right? Because right? he's Amish. Yeah. And in the future- What religion is he? Amish. Right and in the future remember you know what the future's like it's full of technology isn't right. it yeah hey it's like a fish out of water story isn't mm. it no because not once does it really dwell. <laughs> it does but it doesn't really dwell on the fact that he is a fish out of water like it should do because if you're in a if you imagine like the future vision of los angeles from blade runner let's say it's set in that in that city but during the daytime if you put a guy that has rejected technology into that plot, you know that's a fucking whole world of isolation, that he feels. And he's also mute, right? So you would imagine that the story is about how a person has to cope with that isolation and, uh, and being cut off from society. It's not that though, is it's it? It's not though, is it? No, because he just all. works in a bar in a club. But like, <laughs> he's just, it's like it, with he's neon just, lights and like sexy
1: ladies. He's just a dude who works in a club that <laughs> doesn't know how to work his phone. That's basically it getting to it, his girlfriend goes missing one day and in his quest to find her he starts bumping up against the wrong people and it's the wrong people in two senses it's it's dealing with he starts bumping into gangsters and you know people of the underworld but also they're nothing to do with his girlfriend's disappearance yes and because of the way he treats them yeah they it it kicks off like a whole turf war that has nothing to do with his girlfriend vanishing as far as I I got yeah Okay. it's also got
0: some really it's got Paul Rudd Oh he's so miscast Oh my That's horrendous Isn't it <gasps>
1: I mean I like Paul Rudd I think he's extremely Entertaining I think his moustache Is
0: terrifying yeah. It's the scariest Moustache I've ever seen he's almost As miscast As Justin Theroux Is that who The pedophile yes. guy is Yes is It's
1: Justin a- it Theroux
0: It's very weird it's
1: like, Is he a pedo Is he not No Why he are is. you friends with him Oh in, actually- in like In
0: one of the most Like gut-wrenchingly Tone-deaf And misjudged scenes I don't know if you've tapped out by this point when he actually confronts him about it. So I don't know how much
1: time because he teases him about it a lot of the time saying, keep your hands off my daughter or off the
0: babysitter or stuff like that. And Yeah, so there's this weird subplot. It was a pedo subplot, right? Which doesn't belong in this film at all. And it's like the like Justin theroux's character, a surgeon. And he for some reason, like, he also admits general patience because there's like girls coming in there and he sets up a camera to film them while they walk on a treadmill with like a prosthetic leg, as in like um, physical therapy. And he positions a camera looking at them from behind so he can kind of see through their surgical gowns. And then Paul Rudd's character catches him out and calls him up on it. He loses his shit, holds him up against the wall and then has a massive go at him. And then within about five seconds, his phone rings. He gets good news and he goes, hey, i got good news and then they both go out partying together. And it's just like, what? It's so representative of how much of a fucking car crash this film is tonally. It's all over the place. It dares to talk about subject matter that's like that. And then it totally sort of disregards that anyway and carries on like it, nothing matters. It's like the first draft of a script that's written in Crayola Crayon. Just like we said about Cloverfield Paradox, is so, so badly still in draft form. And the, the tragedy is that I like Duncan Jones. As a director, Moon was good. Source Code was alright. Can't be fucked with Warcraft, if I'm honest. Warcraft's all over the place. But th- it feels like there is a decent film in this script somewhere. You know, his vision of future Berlin, which is massively stolen, like I said, from Danny Cannon's '90s version of judge Strait on C One. But fuck me, it just falls so flat on its ass. It's an awful. Awful film. Did you make it all the way to the end? Yeah, (laughs) because mate, I, I, I I I'm I'm there. I messaged
1: Chris, and Chris said, "Oh, mate, you haven't seen the last twenty minutes. It gets so much
0: better." I was like, "Really?" He's like, "No, no, it's fucking shite. It gets worse." I can't remember how it ends. Do you know? Oh my god, this actually happened. Actually, I totally forgot about this. We paused it. Em and I. Oh, you watched it with Em. Yeah, watched it with Em. What did Em say? Fuck, this is what she said, mate. I'm now buried deep in a season of Anne of Green Gables for my sins. Now that's like that's her payback. I'm not really watching it. We paused it (laughs) because there was one point where he fucking, he like talks to the main character, the mute guy character who's played by one of the scars guards. He talks to someone, someone gives him like some advice and says, basically you now need to go and meet this person to progress the plot. And he goes around the corner, like, and he pauses, no. and the and then the guy that's just said it, his words ring in his head again, and it's and, oh. and it's just like the fucking Simpsons when Homer's queuing up um for dental insurance, and he hears Lenny in his head dental plan, and it, we both pissed ourselves laughing, and then for some reason this is so fucking weird, I I got so bored of this film, I paused it went onto YouTube and then started playing clips of the fucking roommate the room and I have no idea why except I do don't I because subconsciously my brain was telling me this is farcical let's watch the room and then we so I showed em some clips of the room because she hadn't seen it and we were like, what the f-? this is hilarious and then we went back to it but it, that was not a conscious decision I swear this film is as bad as the room it's like it's the room 2049 and I text that to you at the time did I text that to you at? The Time. I should have texted that to you at the time, it was gold. I tell you what makes Mute even less palatable was that just a couple of days before, we'd seen The Shape of Water at the cinema, which is a film about a character who is mute and then has to deal with the, the world around them and, and you see how that affects them. There couldn't be a more night and day perspective of, what, of of how to treat a character. It's the same character, except of course they're not Amish. You know, it's like a, oh my God, and Del Toro is a masterclass in building character um, just through visuals alone. Visuals and sound alone. And sadly, you know, Duncan Jones is not.
1: Uh, there's another recommendation that I saw on Netflix through a series of uh, adverts and posts about a horror film called Veronica. Yeah. So it was a Spanish horror. So immediately I was like, ooh, okay. Because Wreck is phenomenal oh yeah you know i haven't seen wreck is it good it's relentless there are so few horror films where the the interest curve just goes like up
0: Ah. right to the
1: very right to the very last scene yeah it's
0: fucking relentless and um em and i were talking about this and wreck 2 supposed to be like even Retu better. was good. I don't think it was better at okay. all, but it was good. But also, this
1: that same year, the orphanage came out as yep. well, which is a great film, and that was produced by Del Toro. Yep. So it's still got that fairy tale horror oh, kind of feel to it. Um, anyway, so saw a lot of like recommendations Spanish hires like scariest thing you'll ever see blah 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 the usual shit so I thought wicked check it out scariest thing you'll ever see mate oh my god it was awful why it was so bad why was it It so bad it was it started off it was about demonic possession with Children, which was like, okay, fair mm. enough. Starts with a Ouija board. Mm, okay, can you mm. not think of anything better? It's ruined by music more than anything. You look at the 80s resurgence now of like music and things like Stranger Things and yep. stuff like that, but it's not 80s music, is it? It's remixed, it's reimagined 80s music.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah South yeah, Park yeah. did
1: a wicked thing where they were walking around. Yeah, what walk- real 80s music? Yeah, and like, like, what's this? This is actual 80s music. This is awful. Like, yeah, yeah. So, but it had actual synth 80s music on it. But like modern day no no like old classic it was almost like it had a disco soundtrack
0: yeah yeah which yeah.
1: was a for horror doesn't build tension <laughs> what disco <laughs> You're too fucking right it doesn't and then when the bad shit starts happening it's playing music that's so out of ca- the type of horror music that's so out of character it might as well be playing Phantom of the Opera oh really so like the demons coming in like, yeah. and the shadows looming over the child and it's like Dee! Do,
0: do, 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 do. So, um, Veronica is called. So pass on. Ver- is that a Netflix thing again? Yeah, it's Netflix. If you
1: see it, pass on. It's awful. Netflix, fucking hell.
0: Should we stop watching Netflix now, mate? It's not working, is it? No, no, it's we've not, got to keep going, to keep going for the working. series. got to keep going for
1: the series. Yeah, okay. got to keep going for the series because right. Mindhunter is fantastic. Is that David Finchenberg? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David, 25 takes or more Finchenberger. This is about the birth of behavioral science at the FBI. Oh, okay. Um, at this point... In the story, the phrase or the term serial killer hasn't even been coined. Oh, uh, what's this like? The 70s? It's six, 60s into 70s.
0: Yeah, I'll take that.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. We'll give it a 10 year leeway. Uh, and it's the first episode's a little bit slow and then from then on they're doing interviews with all the different serial killers there's two fbi agents who are out on the road teaching courses to cops
0: oh this sounds quite good actually
1: it's it's fucking brilliant and it's about yeah. it's got really nice really nice characters in it as well and i don't mean nice as in friendly i mean like the boss who's a who's like a dick yeah. but actually has a brain so he's against what they're doing yeah but then as soon as he actually sees the value of it he then supports them and helps them do you know what I mean and he, yeah I know, th- I, know what I love you mean. the character he, yeah, like, he's he's like, not- like the
0: boss out of uh, Last Action Hero <laughs> <laughs> I just shot someone and I did it on purpose that's the Charles Dance yeah Charles Dance is <laughs> not the him
1: best. I know but I'm only quoting Charles Dance because okay. he's the only thing worth it in that film what's Fincher's
0: involvement in Mindhunter
1: as far as I know he just set up the first directed the first episode but so, I don't know I haven't been looking at the credits it's literally been skipped like trying to get into the next episode as soon as
0: possible so kind of like he did with House of Cards yeah so what does he include a pat the dog moment then uh, right at the start well for the for the i presume there's a main character there's a main character no it starts with somebody must have a pat the dog moment starts
1: with a failed negotiation with a dude blowing his
0: own head off with a shotgun that could be it so um the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. what's kevin spacey's uh, actually kevin, that's a kevin literal Spacey kills the that dog that is a literal pat he the dog the, moment he kills the dog he yes that's, which is genius, right? Because the pat the dog moment is a cinema trope whereby the hero character that you want uh, to... You're supposed to, you know... Let's say
1: protagonist, protect, you can't say sorry, hero. <laughs> hero
0: character! So to bring the audience on their side so that you actually get behind the hero. Usually they do something. Make you sympathise or empathise with them. Yeah, exactly. Which which can be like, if a dog is in distress, like, pat it. and It's, it's literally that simple. Well, the genius of House of Cards is that Kevin Spacey is awarded that moment in the very first... Um, episode instead of patting it he kills it so, so Fincher is a fucking genius for shit like that so I wondered if there's a moment in that, that that gives the audience a chance to totally understand the character in one scene
1: you don't get to totally understand it but in that first scene you sympathise with him was like oh you're not very good at your job because you've just failed to talk this person down I wanna watch in that. the worst possible way okay so tell me more about Mindhunter it's got that slow Fincher pace yep it's the same kind of pace as House of Cards in that respect but every frame is a picture yeah 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 it's almost as if they sat down and said fuck we've only got time to shoot one angle they have it I mean there's coverage yeah. um, but it's just a case of like shit if we only could do one shot for the scene what would that shot
0: be did you see the Unabomber also on Netflix starring Paul Bettany no. and Sam Worthington <laughs> that
1: would be like acting to a concrete wall
0: <laughs> why do you hate Sam Worthington no I don't actually
1: I really like Sam he's really Sam Worthington
0: though. hasn't had a
1: chance to be really good yet
0: he has (laughs) well I
1: mean okay he's had lots of chances but he's been in bad stuff somersault Somersault, he's great, and I didn't know yes. anyone else had seen Somersault except me. Yeah, and made me watch it. It's a great film. It's a great
0: film. And he's great in it. And Ben uh, Mendelssohn. Uh, so, Unabomber. The, okay. The Unabomber. i have really
1: so like someone's. it's a,
0: um, it's a 7 out of 10 Netflix drama, and it's a series, and it's about...
1: See, they're good at that.
0: Yeah, they are really good at that. It's a solid 7 out of 10, mate. You know, like, it's not great, but it's not shit, therefore it does pass the time pretty well, which sometimes, when you, you know, is all you need. You know, I fancy a bit of above average, but not great storytelling uh, that lasts about I'd, eight
1: hours. I'd be happy to be in the just above average, yes. but not great
0: bracket. Yes, it's perfect, isn't it? But what <laughs> you get, perfect. what you get for a seven out of ten Netflix drama, is moments of actually quite good writing. Um, you know, and obviously there's quite a lot of mediocrity. It's a bit harsh. Right. Um, but that was good So Benny's Bethany, a great performance He's always great though Benny is gold Isn't he uh, Whether he's playing A cello Wielding Sidekick In Master and Commander Brilliant Or A dual Wielding CGI Cape monster From Avengers Disney
1: See I told you There's so much news Disney are possibly In trouble Over the solo posters Have you seen that
0: Plagiarism, mate. Severe. I mean, and you know, like obviously, this is being broadcast so we can get sued. But they fucking ripped that shit off, mate.
1: Somebody, somebody has been yeah,
0: Disney ripped off. Some
1: Disney that literally ripped it off yeah they're gonna be in trouble over that yeah they are i mean they're not because they're disney and this guy's like literally got no lawyers it looks like he was making templates yeah. to go on like i know graphic driver or something like that from judging by his designs well, okay it's so... a template someone some designer at disney has bought a template <laughs> for, for, for nine dollars on yeah. the web yeah. and then turned it into the posters for solo
0: what were they ripping off what was it um promoting was it like, it was like um, jazz it's like it was like different music types it was like jazz electro that was it yeah yeah disney blatantly ripped the shit out of that um ripped it off because it's exactly the same
1: yeah, yeah from color palette down to because so all the different if you've payday. not seen it there's five different designs for their posters and this other dude's done five different designs for his poster yeah. and
0: they even their color schemes between the yeah, different the color posters palette's match. the same isn't it yeah one of them says like the the names of the characters aren't they like lando and it'll be in purple chewy and it'll be like in, in a orange. brown yeah like with hair everywhere it's quite fun really isn't it all the letters are like they're bubble writing posted. with hair coming out they're of them Chewy sat there on his like um, his little ship there's a little baby chewy because he's only four in this solo film is he yeah
1: disney somebody's gonna get fired somebody's gonna get sued somebody's definitely gonna get fired
0: i hope someone doesn't get fired at disney mate because they're a really nice company <laughs> What about the purity rings, huh? <laughs> Speaking of uh, Disney, please don't, please don't. Pray. John Favreau. John
1: announced, Favreau announced today: John Favreau is to write and executive, executive, produce a live action Star Wars series as yet untitled for Disney's streaming platform.
0: Wait, wait. How? What, what size John Favreau are we talking? Oh, I don't know how big he is at the moment. He's I like to, big John Favreau. Is my favourite John Favreau. He, John
1: Favreau when he's like two hundred pounds. John Favreau. Yes, he's
0: he's more. That's that's the one I like. Yeah, he. That's when he seems like he's. Had is most creative i am i'm am not body shaming i just like him when he's like that all right okay i like fat fav andy circus is redoing john favreau's jungle book isn't he whats is, what are you talking about there's a new christopher robin film out called Wait, how have you got from <laughs> winnie the pooh to jungle book because no, they're doing it again like when did they do Winnie the Pooh last th- so d- Goodbye Christopher Robin came out last year right, starring I've... Donald Gleason and Margot Robbie right okay I'm this year I no idea some uh, another film about Winnie the Pooh starring yeah. Hugh McGregor as Christopher Robin is coming out Hugh McGregor's a million years old how is he gonna be he's Cause... not a million years old he's like 32 yeah but he can't, he's not 32 <laughs> and um, within the last two years Favreau directed the last Jungle Book film yeah right which was kind of which I haven't seen but it was live Very action and so Andy Serkis' next film is called Mowgli and it's another Jungle Book film it's the same shit mate right what relevance does that have to fucking Winnie the Pooh because it's two films it's the so same film keeps getting remade nothing at all yes because they keep remaking so, the same shit but isn't it going <laughs> to tell, different, different, tell a
1: totally different tale though what is the Mowgli this Mowgli <laughs> thing <laughs>
0: No, it's gonna be. There's only one story to tell. What else can you say? He's like not Mowgli, set in like Berlin, twenty forty nine, is it? Like he's left on the riverbank by like Amish fucking wolves, and he, and he has, and then you never see them again. He has to fucking traverse modern day life with like a fucking mobile phone that pops out of his pocket and then can't work it, and then. Oh. And the same with Winnie the Pooh. Like, he's not gonna fucking wake up, is he? Like in the future, like face down, like on a fucking riverbed covered in blood, and he has an Amish like Christopher Robin character, and he d- drags him off and his girlfriend gets fucking kidnapped, and Eeyore is a bad guy surgeon. What well, I mean, do you know what I mean? Why does he keep making this shit? <laughs> yeah. Right. All that's true. Yeah. All of it is. that is true. Oh, Can you I want to it? Tell you. Why are we talking about um I'm to
1: tell jungle you to- Favreau. Favreau. why are we so, talking about Favreau? because Pavro's working on a new star wars thing is he <laughs> is he right is he that was announced today yeah so uh, i didn't see that tell me, tell me about that i need to know there's no information other than oh, it's an untitled fuck. it's this is this is the information it's a live action star wars series untitled with no release date but for disney's streaming platform do disney have
0: an earnings call coming up you just said adult words and i don't understand them what court, what what time of year is it so disney obviously to appease the shareholders and to in layman's terms convince people to buy disney shares you've got to say about you've got to get people excited about all the future projects that they're going to be making so that you can give people confidence that they buy shares and invest in that company like disney then they'll make a return that's why you get shit that means nothing but it's designed to be broadcast to get people excited about them. Like, Ryan Johnson's just been given three new Star Wars films. Oh, yeah, when are they coming out? What? What are they going to be about? Huh? You know John Favreau? Yeah. Um, we've just given him, whatever you just said to me, Tristan, a series to make. Really? When? Dunno. What's it about? Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, that's why, mate. So the reason why they're not giving any details right. is because there are no details, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because to Disney, it's a, it's a business decision to appease shareholders.
1: Last of all, Chris, do you want to tell me? Yes about the Ready Player One posters.
0: Oh! Because it
1: started, it started way. badly, did it? it? It was started in... with a dude climbing down a ladder with a really, really long leg.
0: Yes, which looks ridiculous until you realize that it's actually anatomically correct when you compare it to his other leg, which is at sort of like waist height. So he's got it at waist oh, height, but is his knee up to his ear? No, no, his legs are the same size. He's not just got, as most people have reported, one giant leg. He's got fucking two giant legs on a normal sized body. It's weird as fuck. Boy, this is an awful, like, awful marketing campaign so far for this film. They started out with that terrible poster um, and now they've released about 12 more terrible posters which all look terrible and, and more awful as well. Some other film just released fake 80s posters as well. Oh no, it was uh, Stranger Things. So, in the, the run up to the second series of Stranger Things being released, they had like, repurposed um, 80s movie posters uh, with the Stranger Things cast in them, right? Okay. So, it's doing that, which I guess, I mean, f- fair enough. I mean, Ready Player One, a lot of the IP is in the 80s anyway, so I'm sure that they had this planned well in advance and not reacting to the Stranger Things posters right I don't fucking understand there's nothing wrong with repurposing those 80s posters and then putting these characters from Ready Player One in it what I don't get is why it's a shitty like CGI character and not the um... what the actual dude himself yeah because it looks wank I know why I'm sorry to swear (laughs) logically I get why
1: they've done it but they should have just put him yeah they should have put live action him there it's, am
0: I not getting this because I haven't no, but read maybe it wouldn't
1: be that much of a change maybe you'd be looking at the posters and be like and not even noticing it was somebody different but because it's a CGI because it's his yeah. avatar yeah. is it maybe that's what but the avatar looks what's it really looks weird, shit doesn't what's it what's really weird is I've read Ready Player One th- like three or four times not once have I actually ever imagined what his avatar would look like
0: really I've so only it's ever Im- important. I mean it is important to the book but really you're imagining your face though aren't you because you're in the book no like, what if I was I'd be, I'd be
1: imagining the middle bit of you, just the middle bit. The top and bottom's not important. What on your face? Yeah. Christ. All over my face. Oh. So you're not impressed, are you?
0: Well, I don't understand. Oh, am, I not get, am I not getting this because I haven't read the book? Does it like because there's four CGI characters on these posters in place of the Lost Boys or the Goonies
1: it's only predicted to do 34 million I was so excited when I found mm. out that Spielberg was directing this particular book because I thought if anyone can do it he can and I've I got a horrible feeling this is going to be a car crash
0: this will be like the one film that you can I think legitimately claim Spielberg phoned in I cannot see what, one reason why Steven Spielberg would give a fuck about making this film he's not he's well he's well beyond this shit he's a far more mature storyteller now look at the recent films he's made maybe for it's like decades you yeah, don't want to tell like a cgi filled you know i think the last time he did that was probably what war of the worlds maybe after minority Report. He's so done with this shit. I don't think Spielberg wants to make this. I can see why he'd want to make the BFG, because as a kind of mature storyteller or as a mature director, you know, it's a, it's a good story to tell. Um, it's a classic, it's Roald Dahl.
1: It's the chances of going back and playing with old IP or IP
0: that you never got a chance to play with. He doesn't care. He does not care about Ready Player One. He doesn't give a shit. He's going to phone it in and it's going to be um, like, it will be like tangibly fucking phoning in. What else is in the news? (laughs) Joss Whedon has quit. Joss Whedon. Upside down ginger egg. Whedon uh, wrote and directed the first Avengers film, one of the highest grossing films of all time. He wrote and directed the second Avengers ensemble film which he himself said he, he disliked i think and he hated the creative process on it yeah he
1: and kevin feige had quite a falling out by all accounts
0: yeah this. what happened there
1: then nobody knows but it ended up with him also quitting twitter
0: yeah <laughs> committed he.
1: suicide on twitter twitter suicide
0: hey don't joke about that mate trigger warning
1: and um
0: trigger <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then went to the other side like moved from
0: d from marvel to dc can you believe it and did a great job rescuing the uh, <laughs> justice league film oh so he uh, injected that with humour, um, the happy dance, the dance of joy, and there's some <laughs> more Buffy references. Thumbaa, do the dance of joy. Um, the, uh, <laughs> what a fucking waste of time this is for Joss Whedon. He's much better than these like wishy-washy DC films.
1: Yeah, he is much better, but he's wanted to play... Like, he's wanted to write Batman for a long time. He's got a take on it. And has talked about having a take on it for years. Before the prospects of Nolan's Batman, Joss Whedon was talking about wanting to do Batman. Was he? Yeah. And <clears throat> did he say what he wanted to do with it? No. Okay. But judging Thanks, the, the way he did drama and stuff, like that, I was interested, yeah. like, straight away. This is, like, the people's fucking geek. So if it's not Kevin Smith, then it's Joss Whedon. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is the people's geek wanting to direct Batman. Holy shit, that would be amazing. And then, obviously, DC of done what they've done with Batman, which has just been horrendous to watch at every step of the way. But he had quite a take for Batgirl.
0: Yeah. Okay. So he's in line to write and direct a Batgirl movie, right? Mm.
1: Now, there's been a lot of backlash against Whedon recently for a really bizarre reason. Years ago, he wrote a draft of Wonder Woman, which Warner Brothers didn't use, which has got him accused of being quite sexist. I don't get why there's a backlash against this script that he wrote, one script that he wrote that didn't get picked up. Right. That has caused people to turn on him from all the
0: work that he's done up until that point. Oh shit! I didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't hear any of that. So he's getting shit now for a, a spec script or a script that he wrote years ago. Again, just
1: Twitter going nuts. Yeah, okay. Twitter doing what Twitter does best now.
0: He's going, oh yeah, I'm angry at this too. Yeah, I know it's that air around at the time. It's not gonna. That's not gonna go away for another five years or so. So
1: whatever the hell's going on, he's dropped Batgirl now. So did he give a reason for? ditching this Batgirl film? Not publicly, no. Right, okay. But if it's the same shit that's going on at DC at the moment, I can imagine... The wrong people are in charge because they're still... Okay, Schneider's not coming back now. He's done.
0: Whoever was making those decisions, they're the wrong ones. I mean, there's no... um showrunner there's no kevin feige no there isn't character. they don't have that kevin feige's um marvel's showrunner at the moment right he's 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 their kind of creative director isn't he he is is has been responsible for you know wrangling all the right talent and having a vision and, and working backwards from that yeah he's there's been telling fucking 10 20 years
1: the advantage that marvel have got they don't have like a two hour like two hours of dialogue stretched out for each film mm. but they've got the story already written they've got a great tried and tested framework so mm. you know there's the source material they're working from is great and it's the same people in control of the source material that's in charge of creating this the screenplays from it yep which is a unique position to be in and you've got somebody who has the entire story in their head from start to finish there's very few decision makers or hierarchy of committee that they have to go through at Marvel in order to get stuff done whereas it's different with Warner Brothers and DC
0: yeah who are are rudderless and are just kind of like clutching and being very reactive rather than it looks like I don't have a fucking clue do I it feels like um, they're being more reactive rather than proactive as a studio so oh shit marvel of making multi-billion dollar ensemble films we need to do one quickly there's not enough time to get the talent in place to write it to redraft it and to produce it you know well enough to the same standard because it's a reaction to someone else doing it rather than kevin feige's method which was to plan it in advance right (laughs) it's quite simple Mm. so i don't see a way out of this for dc who are already on the back foot and can only now be re- reactive so i don't see light at the end of the, of the tunnel for dc and that's what i saw when i read the news that um, joss whedon was ditching that batgirl film he doesn't see like the end of the tunnel for dc either no and they're probably applying the same pressure to him like it needs to come out now before yeah. people get bored and don't talk about it anymore you need to do it and he's like that's not how yeah, you've got to do well, it it's got to be
1: out in a year and that's it yes. and that's the thing marvel can bring out a film every year because they've had it planned and they've had it yet. yes exactly. whereas this is like you know oh could you write a Batgirl script. He goes, oh yeah, cool. Can I have like a year's go? Fuck that. You've got four months.
0: You're yes, like, it's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. So it's never going to happen unless they unless they correct it now. Okay, so that was this week's news. Um, let's move on to the main body of the show now for uh, the next forty-five seconds. Okay. Um,
1: what did you want to talk about? Uh, I want to say that what were the best films to uh, watch when you've got hangover on a Sunday, which is a pointless day. We've already discussed this. So,
0: so uh, any any day with a hangover. Over, might as well be a
1: Sunday. Exactly right. So my films would be uh, The Last Crusade, Back to the Future, Goodfellas,
0: Stargate, or Team America. I've got Raging Bull, Kiss Me Deadly, Casablanca, Citizen Kane, Twelve Angry Men, or The Searchers. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. That was our show. Uh, next time we're going to talk in detail about the films we just referenced. Then, and uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Pinterest. <laughs> wait for it, my space. <laughs>